Welcome to Heart of Worship Church Podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. Hi, I'm Miranda Wright, and this is day 57 of our 120-day Upper Room prayer campaign, and today we're going to pray for healing. For some of you, we pray for personal healing. For some of you, we pray for the gift of healing. And for some of you, we pray for God to move you into a ministry of healing. You see, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul tells the church that concerning spiritual gifts, he does not want us to be ignorant or uninformed. So he brings us through a listing of giftings that are available to those who are indwelled, empowered, and led by the Spirit of God. Of course, all of the offices and giftings listed in Scripture are simply a continuation of Jesus' ministry in that when Jesus went on to be with the Father, he said he would send us his Spirit that we might be empowered to continue his work until his return. Therefore, everything that Christ did are we empowered and required to continue to do. And to this, the nine gifts that are mentioned are listed as the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, a gifting of great faith, the gifts of healing, the workings of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse kinds of tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. Now, we will teach more on these as the days go on as we pray for each gift individually. But today, what I want to focus on specifically is healing. Because healing is one of those things that can be either a gift or a ministry. You see, we all can move in any of the gifts of the Holy Spirit at any time as the Spirit wills. But then there are those who move in a ministry or an office where that gifting is not something that comes in passing, but it is something that is readily available. Because you see, my friend, the Holy Spirit will cover each one of us individually to perform his mission. But when he is ready to commission us to a position, he will indwell us and fill us with that gifting. So that all of us have prayed at times, I believe, and seen miracle manifestations of healings in one way or another. But then there are those who are empowered by the spirit of the living God to move in great signs and wonders to see these healings on a regular basis. We talked yesterday about the upper room and how it's a place of visitation where we come and we make space and we make time for God. And as he comes and visits us and ministers to us and teaches us and strips us and cultivates that relationship with us so that we can be more properly led by his spirit, there comes a point at which he will indwell us. And you see, my friend, that sometimes when we move in a gift, it is a covering. It is something akin to a visitation. But when he trusts us with that gift enough to give us a ministry of it, it is more akin to a habitation. You see, sometimes there are manifestations and then sometimes there are ministries. 
another one of these giftings that we can might more clearly see what it is that I am saying would be prophecy. There are times when the word of the Lord will come out of just about every believer's mouth and they may prophesy, but that does not make them a prophet. There is an office, a ministry of the prophet in which that gifting flows readily and continually. When we randomly prophesy, that is a covering, a visitation, a manifestation. But when we move in the office of a prophet and that gift is readily available, that is an indwelling, a habitation, a ministry. And to this end, I bring that clarification so that we can see that healing can be either a gift or a ministry. We all have the ability to pray by faith and see healing manifested. And I believe that we probably all have in many different ways. But I'm telling you, my friend, that in these last days, it's time for the people of God to arise, to get in that upper room and start crying out for the Lord God Almighty to breathe life into the ministry of healing. Again, in that same chapter of 1 Corinthians Chapter 12, verse 28, it says, And God hath set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers. And of course, we know from the sister passage in Galatians that there is also the, the pastor and the evangelists. But what we don't often realize is that ministry doesn't end there because it continues to say that after those, there is a ministry of miracles. Then the gifts of healing helps, which is a ministry that may be often overlooked, but is very needed in the body. There are those who are literally called to help in the work of the ministry. There are governments. These are the administrative functions that are required to bring about the work of the church. Things like treasurers and secretaries and so forth. Diversities of tongues. So there are many different ministries within the body of the church that all need to rightly function together because not one person will have all of the offices or the gifts. We work as a body, each person separately working together by the leading of one spirit, the Holy Spirit, the members of the body working in the unity of the spirit will bring about the will and the work or the ministry of Jesus Christ. This is why he continues to say, or all apostles? Well, of course not. Are all prophets? Well, we know that's not the case. Are all teachers? No, not everybody has a gift for teaching. Are all workers of miracles? Well, we wish we were, but not everybody does move in the everyday working of miracles. Do all have the gift of healing? No, unfortunately not. Do all speak with tongues? No, my friend, I assure you that not everyone who is saved speaks with tongues, though we should desire to. Do all interpret? No, not everyone interprets. He says, but covet earnestly the best gifts. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. He's saying this is a more excellent way. This is a perfect way to function as a church. Though not everybody will have all of the gifts, we should all covet. In fact, it's the only thing that the Bible gives us permission to covet. Coveting in any other area is a sin, but to covet the best gifts is actually a requirement. It is encouraged by the Holy Spirit that we should desire to move in the gifts of God. 
We should go to him in that place of prayer. We should get in that upper room. We should meet him there. Have that visitation. Let him begin to pour upon us those gifts as we begin to see the manifestation of them. He will begin to realize what he is trying to teach us and train us in. So they'll come to the point in which he will move to indwell, to infill, to empower when he is ready to send us out, to pour out through a ministry of one of these. And today we are looking at healing because my friend, there is a need and more than just a need. We should desire to do it because that Jesus was willing to bleed and suffer and sacrifice that he might make these gifts available to you and to me that we might glorify the King, Jesus Christ. Because when the prophet Isaiah prophesied of the coming Messiah, he made it very clear the price that Jesus paid for our healing, that he might purchase this gift for us. When it says that he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquity, the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes. We were healed, my friend, when our Lord Jesus Christ bowed himself down and took those lashes by that cat of nine tails and his flesh was ripped from his body with every stripe he endured for the hope that was set before him that you might move in the glory of what he knew was coming because he was going to release his spirit that we might be filled by it, empowered by it, and sent out to bring healing to the nations. My friend, it's time that we believe in a God of miracles again because Jesus paid far too high a price for us to let it be wasted, for us to let his suffering be in vain. My friend, if he suffered for me to have the power to walk in this commission, I am going to do it with all that is within me because he deserves it. Yes, my friend, God has commissioned us to believe the word of the living God and go out and know that our God is strong. Our God is able. He is faithful and he is capable. If by faith we will begin to speak and release the power of the spirit of God in a way that he gets the glory, he will show up and we will see miracle healings manifested daily. We see them in our church all the time. Actually, I've seen them all my life because I'm a third generation minister. My dad is a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. Many people within our families are in the ministry. And so I've grown up seeing it and believing it, never questioning it. And I assure you, my friend, that if you truly believe and speak, then God will move because he has paid a price to give this gifting to you and it brings God glory. But I think that many times the devil robs God of an opportunity to get glory by convincing us to shut our mouth because of fear and doubt that nothing will happen. So when you see an opportunity, I'm telling you to take it and not waste it because Jesus paid a price. For you to have the right to speak and cast that sickness out. And when you feel the leading to pray for someone for healing, the first thing the devil's going to do is get in your ear and say, no, you're going to look like a fool. What if nothing happens? I want you to tell him back. But what if something does? 
I could sit here for hours and give you testimonies of healings that I have seen or been part of or from the people within our church. My dad, you know, I've given the testimony before of how he had a massive heart attack and the doctor said that it was not possible that he would survive. They literally said, you are a dead man. Many of his arteries had collapsed. He had a hundred percent blockage. His heart was full of blood clots and nearly 90% of his heart muscle was dead. They said there is no way he's coming back from this. But God said he would. God said he'd make a way. And we've got to come to a place where we have faith that nothing is too hard for our God. He will do what he says he'll do. If he's got to raise you from the dead to do it, he will do it to prove that he is faithful. And we need to start having faith in our faithful God that nothing is too hard for him. Again, church, rise up and start declaring and praying and laying hands and seeing the power of God move. He'll move through the least of you. You don't have to have years of theology. You don't have to have big money behind you. You don't have to have cameras and a stage. In fact, he's more likely to use you if you don't because he gets more glory through you when he does. Because in your weakness, his strength is proven and all will know that only God could do this. And of course, God healed him, raised him up, put him back in the pulpit with a testimony to tell. There was another time when my husband and I first got married that my dad had a stroke and where he had the stroke in the part of his brain was the part that regulates your balance. And the doctor said, you'll never be able to walk again. But we didn't receive that report. We stood in faith and prayed. And God healed him and within a few weeks he was on the lawnmower cutting grass at the church and preaching and declaring the word of the Lord. My friend, it's time that we stand and believe our God is able again. There's a man in our church who was confined to a wheelchair and had been for a long time. And in an instant, the Lord healed him and stood him up out of that wheelchair so that within minutes he was running around the church. Don't tell me my God doesn't heal. He is faithful. He is able if we will but believe and give him glory for it. Because I'm telling you, my friend, that my God is stronger than the enemy. He is stronger than sin. He is stronger than the curse. He is stronger than sickness. He is stronger than any oppression. He is the creator of all things. He created every cell in my body and he can recreate it if he needs to. He holds the galaxy in his hands and he bottles my tears. He is faithful. He is able. And it's time for the church to start believing again. Because without faith, it isn't possible to please God. We've got to start believing that he truly is God. And our God is a healer. In fact, one of his names means the God that healeth. The, it is not only something he can do. It is something he is. He is the healer. You are the Lord that healeth me. It is part of his character. His will, his desire is to heal. So stand up and start praying and professing and claiming and see the glory of the Lord manifest in people's lives. There's another lady in our church that had a tumor in her hand. It was visible through the skin. It was so large she could no longer use her thumb. And so we prayed and we anointed with oil. And when she went in for surgery, the doctor was amazed that he could not find it. It had vanished. It was gone. There was not even a trace of it left enough to send to the pathologist. Give God some glory. He is still a healer. 
My brother broke his hand so severely that you could see all the bones jagged and out of place in the x-ray. Yet the kids of the church gathered around him, laid hands and prayed. And within minutes, he was back up on the stage playing the bass in the worship team. He never wore a cast. He didn't skip a beat because our God is faithful and able and he is still a healer. The devil tried to take me out with Lyme disease that caused many complications, not the least among them meningitis and issues to the point where I was facing paralysis and could no longer even hold my head up. I was bedridden, but God gave me a word. He gave me a promise. He gave me a scripture that said, I am the lifter of your head. And so I pressed out in faith and he raised me up out of that sick bed, out of that deathbed and put my feet on the path for destiny. Because until God says, I'm not believing what anybody else has to say. My God is faithful. So I'm going to pray and praise and profess and watch him do miracles. My aunt was healed of stage four cancer. We did a revival on the river here not too long ago and a woman was instantaneously healed of lupus and she stood on that stage with tears in her eyes and her little girl in her arms and her daughter's testimony was more precious than hers because that little girl could hardly catch her breath through her tears enough to profess that this was the first time her mom had ever been able to pick her up and that now she was going to be able to play with her. Don't tell me that my God doesn't heal. There's another man in our church that the Lord delivered from PTSD, from suicide. The Lord set him free and put his feet to dancing. He's off of all medication and declaring the glory of the Lord that our God is still a healer, a deliverer, a savior. He can do what he says he can do. If we will have faith, believe and start professing, I speak forth an anointing in the name of Jesus that faith would arise in the healing, miracle working power of our God I thank you Lord that you are a God whose commission was to heal blinded eyes and that you have passed that commission unto us so I speak to blinded eyes in the name of Jesus and I say open both physically and spiritually I pray today that by the anointing of the Holy Spirit of the living God faith will arise for healing and we will see him open those blinded eyes in the name of Jesus God we pray for deaf ears to be opened in the name of Jesus. I rebuke Lyme's disease in the name of Jesus. I curse cancer at the root in the name of Jesus and I cast it out into the depths of the sea. You will not take that life. I am standing in faith. Leukemia, you are done. You are broken. You are cast out and healing is manifested in the name of Jesus. I pray that they feel the fire, the heat of the Holy Spirit right now as you begin to move in healing power. And if there is a sickness in your body, a pain or a problem, you just lay hands on it right now. And we pray for an activation of faith that in the name of Jesus right now, as they are laying hands over their own body, God, you are moving by the power of your spirit. And we speak life, healing virtue flow now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
My friends, we've seen many deathbed miracles. In fact, there was a time many years ago in 2008 when we were in the hospital on the heart ward because my dad was having some work done, some checkups. And the room next to us, there was a man in there and he passed away. The doctor came and, and pronounced his time of death and the family began to weep and to wail and to cry out. They were in desperation and grief because that their loved one had just passed and been pronounced deceased by the doctors and my mom in the room that we were in next door she said oh no that spirit of death isn't coming that close to us and she bound him and rebuked him in the name of Jesus Christ and my friend I tell you this with all honesty that man came back to life in fact the family ran out of the room screaming that he had sat up and opened his eyes and calling for the doctors all the staff began to run back into the room they could not believe God did more than heal that man he raised him from the dead that day my friend he did it before and he can do it again our God does not change he is the same yesterday today and forever the God that I serve is the God of the Bible the God of the word the God that raises the dead the God that parts the sea the God that restores sight to the blind hearing to the deaf that puts the lame back on their feet and sends them out with a testimony of his glory of his goodness of his mercy of his power that he has reserved for this hour because there is somebody who needs to believe they need their faith stirred and God is waiting on you to go and release the word that they might be healed and know that our God can do all things that we don't need all of these props these lights and these shows to cover up the fact that the glory of God has departed from many a house because there is no faith in the power of our Christ so that it has to be replaced with presentation my friend I don't want to replace the presence with presentation I want the power of the kingdom to come in miracle working manifestation to do what only God can do what no man can mimic what no technology can counterfeit I need the glory of God in my life I need a person to be touched and changed not just entertained for a moment and that will only come by the power of the Holy Ghost whose job it is to prove and point all to Jesus. You know, in the book of James, it says that many ask, but they do not receive because they ask amiss to consume it upon their own lust. And I think that the reason that many are not moving in the healing gifts and manifestations that God has provided for us is because their only desire to have it is so that they can get some fame and glory from it. That is not the reason for it. The reason is the same as everything that the Holy Spirit does to point back to Jesus. Jesus said that when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not speak of himself but will speak only of me everything that the true Holy Spirit does turns your eyes away from the world away from self away from money away from fame away from fame glory away from selfishness away from materialism away from this present world and set your eyes on glory it sets your eyes on eternity it turns your heart towards Jesus and my friend, there is power available if you will commit today to say, God, I will go, I will speak, I will pray, I will move in these great giftings, then I will do it for your glory and your glory only. I don't care if nobody sees, if nobody knows, I believe because I want people to know that you still touch lives and that everything you touch changes. It cannot stay the same. In James 5, 14, instructions to the church, it says that if there be any sick among you, let him call upon the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to be willing to speak. 
speak and pray in the name of the Lord because that's what brings him glory. When we say in the name of Jesus Christ, be ye made whole, God gets glory for that. When we say in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and walk, God gets glory for that. It proves the power of the name of Jesus. When we say in the name of Jesus Christ, blind eyes be open now in the name of Jesus. It proves the power of our Christ. When we say in the name of Jesus, deaf ears be open now in the name of Jesus. It proves the validity of the deity of Jesus Christ. Can I get someone to go out and pray for the sick today? Because the passage continues by saying that if we will do this, the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. If we are willing to lay hands, to anoint with oil, and to pray in the name of Jesus Christ, and we truly have faith, the sick will recover. Sometimes it's an instant healing, a gift, and sometimes it's a progressive work, a promise. But it is available nonetheless. Much of Jesus' earthly ministry involved healing. Some of it came by way of casting out spirits that were causing infirmity. And some of it came by the way of miracle manifestation, recreation, such as the blinded eyes which he put mud in. The man was not in sin, but his miracle was for a purpose to bring God glory. And there are people who are waiting for you to obey God and walk in faith so that by their healing, somebody else might see and believe. When God opened that blind man's eyes, he opened a lot of spiritually blind eyes too. All for your glory, Lord. Send me, use me, put that person before me, and I will have faith enough to believe and walk out and ask and pray and see the power of God demonstrated today. Much of Jesus' early ministry involved healing. But my friend, it didn't end with Jesus. Because not only did much of Jesus' ministry involve healing, much of the early church's ministry involved healing. Much of our church's ministry involves healing. Because Jesus suffered to make it available to us. And we refuse to let his suffering be in vain. My friend, I know that God is bringing many miracle healings throughout the land. Through many unnamed people who have a faith to believe. But I'm telling you, it's time for the world to see it again. So I am commissioning you to go out and take the land. And do it with the laying on of hands. And start claiming the name of Jesus. And commanding healing to manifest that people might see and believe because there's a lot of blind eyes that need to be opened and not all of them are in the physical. Healing, just like everything else in the spiritual, comes by faith and true faith must be acted upon because faith without works is dead. That's why the Bible always says that you have to take an action. You've got to step out in faith. For the sick to be healed, you've got to be willing to pray. For the dead to be raised, you've got to be willing to profess the name. For the mountain to be moved, you've got to be willing to speak to it. Because it's the things that God causes us to do that prove his present power through you. Who cannot do the things that he will cause you to do to bring glory to his name. God, we do not ask for vainglory. We ask that the world might know. That nothing is too hard for our God. That you are truly God. That you have created all. That you can remake all. 
that you desire to reveal yourself to all. That nothing is stronger than the name of Jesus. That at it mountains tremble and diseases flee. We believe in the power of our King. Lord, send us forth to show your glory in this earth by the manifestation of miracle healings. It's time for the lame to stand up and walk again. It's time for the faithless to see and believe and abandon their sin and be all in God. We believe. And it doesn't matter if I make a fool of myself. I pray that somebody today is willing to step out in faith so that God can change a life. Because he is still a healer. Or we still. The question is, are we still believers? Thank you for listening to Heart of Worship Church podcast. For more podcasts, sermon videos, daily devotions, great new worship music, and more, be sure to download our app by searching Heart of Worship Church in the App Store or Google Play, or visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.